This message comes from NPR sponsor REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing. Visit your local REI Co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways to opt outside. Today on State of the World, why are soldiers from Nepal joining Russia's fight in Ukraine? Thanks for listening to State of the World from NPR. We bring you the day's most vital international stories up close where they're happening. It's Monday, January 8th. I'm Greg Dixon. Since Russia began its full-scale invasion of Ukraine, it has used a variety of methods to put enough soldiers on the front line, including conscription, hiring mercenaries, and even recruiting convicted prisoners. Now, a story about men from the South Asian country of Nepal joining the fight. There, recruiters have convinced hundreds to travel to Russia to join the war effort. They're lured by the promise of employment and eventual Russian citizenship. Some were told that they wouldn't have risky jobs, but once they arrive, they say they're sent to the front line in Ukraine. At least 10 have died and over 100 are missing. Reporter Shalu Yadev went to Nepal and talked to families of those who died on the front line. Her story starts with sound from a video recording sent by some of these Nepalese fighters. Marching towards the front line of a foreign conflict. A group of young Nepali men cheer each other with a war cry in their native language. But the excitement soon turns to horror, as one of the injured soldiers in occupied Ukrainian territory tells me. I was sent to the front line twice, and it's really scary out there. It's a horrific war. I lost so many of my friends in front of my eyes. I couldn't help them, even as they kept crying for help. The fear in this Nepalese fighter's voice is palpable, and he doesn't want to reveal his identity for fear of reprisal by the Russian army. He tells me that Nepali men are being sent to the front line to effectively die. The system is such that after being trained for about 15 days, foreigners like us who join the Russian army are sent to the front line to fight. Local army men are not sent up there. We were accompanied by a few former convicts. He and his friends decided to go to Russia last year after they heard President Vladimir Putin had offered to fast-track citizenship for foreigners who serve a year in the Russian army. But what the offer did not include, he says, was equal treatment and dignity. I feel that the Russian government doesn't value the lives of foreign soldiers at all. For one Nepali that dies in the war, they can raise another 10. Poverty is pushing people from different countries to join the Russian army, and they're hiring as many as they can. He's lucky to have survived the war so far. Back home in Nepal, many families have not heard from their sons and husbands for months. An hour's drive from the tourist town of Pokhara in central Nepal, we arrive in Shinja district to meet the family of Pritam Karki. They received a letter from the Nepali embassy in Moscow last month, which confirmed their worst fear. This is the last voice message Rima Karki received from her husband, Pritam, in November last year. He told her that things were risky on the front line, but he's not there, so it's all good. In a year's time, we will have citizenship and you can move here with me, Pritam reassured Rima. He died a few hours later. 
Rima is hurt, not only because she lost her husband, but also because Pritam hid the fact that he was on the front line of the Russia-Ukraine war. I didn't know much about the situation in Russia. He never told me stories of war, never told me about the hardships he faced there. He used to say he's safe there. A seasoned soldier. 40-year-old Pritam had served in the Nepali army for 16 years before he went to Afghanistan to work as a security guard in 2020. When he returned home three years later, Nepal was in the midst of an economic crisis as inflation surged and tourism plunged. There was no opportunity for him. So he paid a local agent in Kathmandu to get him to Russia. Distraught, his mother Indra Kumari says, her son only told the family that he was going to renew his visa for Afghanistan. He called us after landing in Russia to say he's there for a new job. If we had known the reality, we would have begged or done everything in our power to rescue him from there. The family blames local recruiters for duping Pritam. And he was not the only one who fell into the trap. Police say many joinees were told by the recruiters that they would be hired only as helpers and not fighters in the Russian army. Most of them, they paid $7,000, $8,000, being based on their bargain power. Some of them, they paid $12,000. Bhupendra Khatri is the senior superintendent of police in Kathmandu. His team arrested 17 recruiters last month and accused them of extortion of money and illegally sending people to Russia via Dubai and India. This is very risky job and it's very dangerous. They didn't know the reality, you know, what is going on in the field. Uh, most of the people, they died, you know, by bombarding, you know, gunshots. Um, this is the reality, you know. Nepal says at least 400 of its citizens are fighting for Russia. Speaking to NPR, Foreign Minister Narayan Sodh appealed to Moscow to let his countrymen go home. We don't have any treaty with uh, Russia and we don't want to uh, fight the war on behalf of Russia. We believe in peace and we believe in UN uh, Charter also. So we have uh, requested them to release our poor people. NPR also contacted the Russian embassy in Kathmandu for a response to Nepal's request and other allegations made by joinees and their families. But we didn't get an answer. Please help me. I'm trapped here. The Nepalese fighter pleads as he's petrified at the possibility of being sent to the front line again. A realization in the end that life is too precious to be put on the line for money. For NPR News, I'm Shalu Yadav in Nepal. That's the state of the world from NPR. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. All that sitting and swiping. Your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts. Support for NPR and the following message come from Bombas. 
Bombas makes absurdly soft socks, underwear, and T-shirts. And for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash NPR and use code NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the NPR Wine Club. Get the world of wine delivered to your door. When you join the NPR Wine Club, you'll receive the stories behind every bottle and favorite NPR shows and personalities arriving in liquid form, like Weekend Edition Cabernet and Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Zinfandel. The NPR Wine Club is a delicious way to support NPR's programming. If you're 21 or older, uncork a special offer at nprwineclub.org slash podcast. 